0: On today's episode, we are going to be talking about becoming, and my first question that I want to ask you, who are you? Okay, whoa, well, deep question right off the bat, <laughs> but so many people don't know who they are. Do you know who you are, but you're afraid of letting him or her out for the world to see? My next question is, do you even feel worthy? Why don't we feel worthy? At some point in our lives, the reason why we don't feel worthy is someone took away a piece of us when we felt we could do and be anything we wanted to be. You know, it's adults that do that to children. We watch our children play pretend, play dress-up, they play bank while using Monopoly money. They pretend to be cashiers, secretaries, doctors, police officers, professional athletes, teachers, firefighters, nurses, singers, actors, pilots, chefs, you name it. And these children, our children, truly believe they can do and be any of those things. There's no limits. They're born free. Life takes that wild abandonment away from them from us adults begin to limit and challenge our children and their ideas we teach them that their grades in elementary school predetermines the outcome of their paths children Are wonderfully naive to all of this when they hop on their bikes and they race down the hill, wind in their face, hair flying behind them, and they yell, Look at me, Mom, I'm flying. For me, I believed I could be anything I wanted to be. I had so many wild dreams and ideas, but I had no idea that who I was born to be wouldn't be good enough. That came in the form of one of my teachers, my middle school principal. (laughs) He went out of his way to make me feel small. He belittled me, he intimidated me, he threatened me. It was my first real taste of what it felt like to be bullied. Up to this point in my life, I lived and played hard, I was happy. I was happy-go-lucky. I laughed. I lived big. My first real recollection of sadness enters my world at the age of 12. It was then that I learned to play small. It was then that I was made to feel small. To fade away and exist just enough to sneak under the radar so I wouldn't stand out. (laughs) The moment I stood out, that's when there was negative consequences. On many occasions, this man looked me in the eyes and told me things like, you're not smart enough. You're not good enough. You will never amount to anything. He would put his hands on his hips and look at me and say things like, you think you're pretty smart, don't you? Trust me, you don't even deserve to be here. Thinking back on it, most of this was done quietly and privately. If he caught me going to the washroom in between class, he'd corner me, looking down on me with venom in his squinty eyes, and in a low voice, spit these things out at me. He'd even call me out of class to his office, sit me down, and tell me how dumb I was. Then he'd smile and say, (laughs) oh, and I know your parents don't think I won't tell them. All of this because I didn't fit the cookie cutter mold of perfection, whatever that was in his eyes. I didn't skip classes. I didn't bully other kids. I wasn't disruptive in class. I wasn't rude to my teachers. I was an average kid who was bubbly, fun, and energetic. I began to learn that standing out was bad. I began to believe that I wasn't worthy. I was not smart enough or good enough. This man of authority told me that, and I believed it. I recall many walks home from school with my head hanging and my heart heavy. It was such a heavy load to carry for an impressionable 12-year-old girl. I Still remember that feeling today. It was then that if I had any chance of knowing who I was and morphing into who my heart and soul knew I was, I lost her. Clearly, I couldn't be her. I couldn't be myself because who I was was bad and stupid and wouldn't get me anywhere in life. That school principal completely extinguished my light. He would never know what he did, and he would never know how he made me feel. From that moment on, I continued to let the opinions of others hold me back. I continued to live in fear of what others would say and think if I lived in my truth. I did that time and time again in my life. I longed wholeheartedly just to belong. I turned myself inside and out, just trying to fit in. I can remember just longing for acceptance. What I didn't realize was that what I truly wanted was confirmation and encouragement that I was simply good enough, as is. I was looking for someone to reignite the flame that had been snuffed out years before. What I didn't know, and it took me years to discover, was that everything I was hoping for and looking for was there all along. I was the one who kept extinguishing myself a million times over by seeking permission from others. All I had to do was step into myself. All that time spent looking for someone else to validate my self-worth. I just had to live and walk in my own light, my own purpose, use the pain of knowing what was horribly inappropriate to become my greatest self. I could keep becoming. What I've learned is pain isn't tragic. Suffering is tragic. Suffering is what happens when we avoid pain and consequently miss our becoming. As an adult, I have had to relearn and rediscover my worthiness and know that there are no negative consequences to standing out and standing boldly in who I am. I can share my heart, my gifts, my soul, my excitement for life, my passion for helping others and know that I am absolutely worthy of having all that I dream of, and worthy of reaping the rewards of my hard work, even when I fail. Some of the greatest people in the world have talked about having their dreams threatened by the opinion of one person. People like Oprah Winfrey, Walt Disney, Michael Jordan, the list goes on. How is it that some people make it while others don't? A lot of it comes down to being passionate, but it comes down to asking ourselves these questions How badly do I want it? How badly do I want to change myself, my circumstances, my behaviors, my patterns? What am I willing to do to get it? What am I willing to trade to get it? And trust me. Nothing great comes without a cost, a trade, giving up to go up. Am I willing to sacrifice for it? How deep am I going to dig? Am I willing to sweat, cry, hurt, bleed, and still get up to do it again? To try just one more time? Am I willing to be open to learn learn the skills, learn the techniques, apply them, fail, try again, fail, try again, fail, try again, and am I willing to risk rejection? Am I willing to risk possibly even being ridiculed? Am I willing to take full responsibility for how my actions or inactivity persuades the outcome? And am I willing to learn from it all? Does it matter enough that I go all in and not give up or give in? It has taken me 48 years to step into my greatness, to learn who I truly am am to learn who I was meant to be, to be perfectly content with my path, my journey, my hard work. to put the blinders on and not give a hot minute what anyone thinks about it, about me and what I am doing. <laughs> Easy? No, it's been a struggle. It's been challenging. It's had the very high of the, highest of the highs and lowest of the lows. I've made colossal mistakes, but I've scored some of life's greatest goals as well. Here's what you need to ask yourself. Who do you want to become? What do you have to let go of to become her? Who do you have to forgive so you can freely move into that person? What heavy baggage do you need to unload that's holding you hostage? What crippling thoughts can you come to peace with because someone else put those thoughts in your head? Maybe, just maybe, you need to begin by forgiving yourself. Although I have spiritually forgiven that teacher, I don't forgive his actions but I have found forgiveness for the clear ignorance of his (laughs) own insecurities that would make him demean and bully a child. That isn't a Jackie problem. No, those issues for him go way deeper than being threatened by the existence of a bubbly, fun, charismatic, and energetic 12-year-old little girl. Clearly, something terrible happened to him in his lifetime to make him behave in the manner in which he did. But that's his burden to bear, not mine. I have come to learn the act of practicing gratitude. I have a gratitude journal and now a gratitude jar that my mom gave me for Christmas. I actually can't wait to read my daily gratitude notes on New Year's Eve this year, the ones that I'm looking at right now in my jar Gratitude is a fantastic way of getting out of yourself because you can't be angry and filled with gratitude at the same time. It's impossible. This practice has helped me to look for happiness and look for contentment in everyday living. It's a beautiful way to look at life. It is in the pain that we truly become. It is in the pain that we truly learn the most Valuable lessons life has to offer us. It is in forgiveness that we can free ourselves from heavy burdens. It is in freeing our spirits and stepping into our true selves that makes life vibrant and delicious, like full belly laughs that make your tummy and your cheeks hurt. It is in the letting go that we become. Oh, 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 oh oh, 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 oh